Welcome to Lessons Learned, a podcast and community reflecting on the lessons we've learned and those we're still in the process of learning and sometimes unlearning. I'm Komal, your host. I'm an interviewer, writer, resilience educator, and someone who has lived a lot of life in a short time. I'm here to hold space for the candid and intimate conversations between friends, family, strangers, and cultures to help us connect more deeply with ourselves and each other. This is the podcast I wish I had so many times throughout my life. A place for us to reflect, to be together, and to learn from one another. Now let's get into it. Welcome to Season 2 of Lessons Learned. I have not recorded for about three months and I am so beyond ecstatic to be back on the show, on the mic, back here with all of you. And it's been a really interesting few months. I ended last year in a bit of a state of burnout. We have been in the process of launching programs since last summer. And after the pandemic hit, as y'all heard when we did the episode of grieving the plans you had, I had to pivot my business. We were going to be doing a live, a live, oh my God, live virtual. That's how pandemic has messed with my brain. No, we were doing a live IRL tour across North America with the talk show. It was, you know, we were about 20 episodes in. And I wanted to take it on the road. I had a list of incredible humans I wanted to interview from Vancouver to Toronto to New York, LA. We were going to go to Texas. I was so excited to hit the road to meet so many of you. And then the pandemic hit. So we pivoted to developing online programs around resiliency, which was also something that I had been inspired to do in the business, but it was going to come after the tour. So COVID helped us prioritize the silver lining of this, helped us prioritize the launch of our online courses and programs. And so last year in July, we began delivery of The Next Right Step, which is my eight-week program to help folks create a holistic blueprint for their life and work. And it's based on my framework, The Roots of Resilience, Six Key Areas of Life to Tune Into, and make sense of to ensure that you have a strong, resilient foundation in life so that you can face adversity, but also level up in the success that you aim to seek every day. And I built it out of a pipe dream. Like it was just like something that I had in my mind and my heart. I hadn't built the curriculum yet when we were in our registration period. I built the programming as we went, consolidated all the learnings that I've had in my life, the research I was diving into. I had just started my program at the University of Pennsylvania, my advanced certificate in positive psychology. And by taking learnings that I had experienced uh, after interviewing over 100 people on the podcast, on another podcast I hosted, and at live events that I um, have been able to interview incredible people at. And it was a whirlwind experience. I have, like in recent memory, the last six months of last year, were the most taxing for me from a work perspective. I read a tweet or a friend read me a tweet a few weeks ago and it said that the only thing the pandemic hasn't taken from us is our work. How real is that? I felt that in my bones when she said it to me. 
And that really was the truth for me for the last six months of last year. It was 12, 14 hour days. I was working really late into the nights, into the early morning to get everything together and to get everything done. And I didn't do it without intention. I had intended, I knew that that was going to be a long sprint for me. And after the first program wrapped, I had actually intended to take three weeks off because it was about eight weeks of nonstop work, really intense work. And I had my first day off and the next day we heard that my dad's younger brother, my uncle, um, passed away. And so we, at the time, things were open in a way where we could go back home to Alberta and support my cousins and my dad and my mom and my family um, through the funeral process and just in being with our family. And so that time off didn't, wasn't really time off. For those of you who have experienced grief, especially during this pandemic, you know how much more complicated and strange it can be on top of what's already a very intense experience. And so rest evaded me. And by the time we got back to Ontario, we had taken a week and had the opportunity to go meet our friends in Canmore and spend a week just in the mountains. And that was really beautiful. But you know, like when you are past a point of no return when it comes to how you push your body and your mind, sometimes it can be really hard to unwind in only a week. And so we came back and back to Ottawa and I had in my heart a second program. So Your Best Year was the annual year planning retreat that I held in at the end of November. We launched it on Black Friday weekend, which note to all of you entrepreneurs out there and creatives, one, do not launch a new product on Black Friday weekend. And in our case, especially during a global pandemic when every business has pivoted to going virtual, there's a lot of noise that you have to cut through. And we learned the hard way that that was the truth. So we came back and I went full tilt with the team into prepping for a launch for your best year. And if you are in the online business space as an entrepreneur, or if you just get the opportunity to buy products and engage with brands who live online or have done online courses, I have come to learn that under the hood of digital course businesses and online program businesses is a really robust and complicated and rewarding engine. And so last year, our team dove headfirst into two major launches to create and deliver programs that had the opportunity to change over 70 lives and the feedback we received. And if you love listening to this show and if you love spending time together and hearing what the research has to say about resiliency and personal growth and development and how we can achieve the things that are in our hearts to be achieved, All of that distilled into over like 200 pages of curriculum, eight weeks together, a whole weekend immersion into planning and all of these things that I love so much. I just feel so lit up talking about it. I could not have conceived of of a career path this rewarding, but it came at a cost last year because by the time we were done delivering your best year and 2020 wrapped, I was game over exhausted, burnt out, not a personal habit in place that was keeping me upright. I I took myself past my limit and I had negotiated with myself back in 2017 when I got hit with a neurological illness, had to move my life from New York City back to Canada and start from scratch again and build a new company. I promised myself 
I would do things differently. And I thought I had because I, you know, initially planned to take three weeks off after we launched the next right step. And then after your best year, I actually kept good on my promise. I took three months, three months to reorient my business, my team, our structures in a way that could sustain the next level of business that I need to get to. Because I hit my ceiling. I cannot be managing my entire team, project managing every part of the launch, developing curriculum, promoting, being here with all of you on the podcast, doing all the things that I love to do. I couldn't do all of it anymore. I hit a ceiling. I was the bottleneck. And without me, my business doesn't function because I am the product. I am the one who gets to teach, who gets to learn. I want to have energy to go to school to learn more. I want to have energy to develop and create curriculum that can help up-level your lives, that inspires me every day. And I didn't have energy for that anymore. And so I knew something had to change. But how do you go about changing something that's already in motion? There was momentum built in the business. We were going to do another iteration of your best year at the end of January, but I had to make the really hard decision to cancel that retreat weekend, to take actually the full month of January mostly off so that I could recover physically, so that I could start rebuilding my personal habits. Because y'all know, I love habits. I love my morning routine. I love the things that make me feel good, but I was doing zero of it. Hands up in your house if you are in a place where your personal habits have gone completely to the wayside. Here I am, a resilience educator, the person who likes to promote habits and good routines and organization, and I had none of it. And I had to do something to fix that because the deal I made with myself in 2017 was I would not let myself get sick because of my habits around work. And so this time I knew we're intervening now so that we can scale and leave a bigger impact down the line and so that I can do more of what I love to do, which is the teaching, the creating, and the connecting with all of you. So what did the last mo three months look like? And how did we, like, what was that decision like? Because I want to touch base on this because I know how hard it can be for folks to think about stopping or pulling back or pausing when you're in the midst of building momentum in a business or company. It was really interesting because I was talking to some folks and they said, we have this momentum. They were getting press for their business or their work. Things were starting to click, but they were starting to feel burnt out, but they believed, I can't stop. I have to keep going because this is the momentum I've always wanted. I remember being so convinced of that same thing back in 2016 when we were building Dream Girl and when you know, we were on Oprah's Super Soul 100 for our documentary film about women entrepreneurs. Um, and when we premiered it at the Obama White House, when I got diagnosed with cancer that year, my co-founder and I didn't even consider moving our premiere date. It was March when I was diagnosed. We were going to premiere in June in New York City at the Paris Theater. And we didn't even consider moving the date. I had just been diagnosed with cancer. But because of the momentum, we thought, we bought into the belief that we had to just keep it going. And for me, that became a really detrimental decision. So that is how I could make this decision in January very easily by saying, I'm not going down that path again. I know what happens when I, over, when I push myself beyond where I am now because I was already well beyond my limits at that point. 
And so I decided I have to slow down now in order to go fast and strong and resiliently later. And we're only two weeks into our pre-launch period for the Next Right Step program. Our, our registration opens April 28th. Mark your calendars. Um, but I can already feel the difference in structure, in systems, and in the support I'm showing up, showing for myself through this process. So what did I do? On the personal habit side, this is what happened. Our week off started with Christmas week. So it was like the 25th, 26th week. And I knew that that would be like a Christmas dinner, lots of snacks and candies and deliciousness. And my coping mechanism that I often returned back to um, throughout my life is emotional eating. And this pandemic has been a trigger for a lot of us who face emotional eating. And I was not exempt from that. And so I knew, I was like, okay, you're just going to let yourself really enjoy this week, continue with, you know, the emotional eating, and you're going to enjoy it and just love this week of Christmas. And I did. It was my first Christmas not going home in 31 years of existing. It was my first Christmas not with my family. I was with my father-in-law and Mitch and our cousin Nathan. And so we had to create new traditions. And so it was very emotional for me, but it was really lovely as well. And from there, the following week uh, ended up becoming like a what needs to get tended to in our home? What have we not been paying attention to? What has like nooks and crannies have gone unattended? Like everyone has that return table or area in their house where there's just piled up returns and things to be organized. Or that storage room that's just bursting or storage area if you're in a condo or an apartment. Y'all know that black hole of a closet that just needs about a day and a half for you to sort through. And so that week after Christmas was entirely that. It was reorganizing different parts of the house. Uh, we moved our living room table out of our living room and put down cushions and meditation pillows. So it's become this really lovely lounge and stretching area while we watch TV. Um, and then we organized that storage overflow room that um, was really important because we live with my father-in-law. And it, uh, it hasn't been tended to in a long time. And while I've moved from Ottawa to New York to Toronto back to Ottawa, my overflow of stuff ended up in this house, as it did for Mitch and his brother and his sister-in-law. So we just had a lot of things to go through, make inventory lists about, and return to their rightful owners. But it, that stuff takes emotional energy to get to. Y'all know what I'm talking about. and. But for me, it was also a worthy distraction because what I've come to realize is that when you're overwhelmed with your personal habits um, or your work and you are able to have downtime or if you're looking for something that's an effective use of downtime, organizing, cleaning, home-related things have been such a great mechanism for me to regain control in my mind and in my life. When I first moved back to Canada after I was hit with the neurological illness in 2017 and moved from Brooklyn. That was my focus when we moved into this house. I went room by room and painted, redecorated, did small updates, because that's all I could cognitively handle. I couldn't handle, handle a lot of complicated work. I couldn't actually hold conversations with more than one or two people. So it provided me a creative release that I could do on my own 
and do something tactical with my hands. It gave my brain a break. I'll be back with more of my life updates after a short break. If you want to check out more episodes of Lessons Learned, then scroll wherever you're listening to this episode of the show. We've got over 55 episodes for you to dive into. And so that week, that week after Christmas, was the home overhaul week. And oh my God, did it feel so good. And when my physical space was tended to, I realized I could start paying attention to my inner space and my emotional space and my mind. And so I began my weekly therapy sessions again, which had gone to the wayside at the end of last year. I found a new personal trainer because I had injured my back at the end of last year and took a break from working out for a while. But I realized how much I missed it and how much I needed it. And so I found a new personal trainer out of Toronto. And those were the habits that I focused on, was working out and getting my fitness back in place. And so that was habit one that I let myself focus on. But I needed to take that full week. So we went from Christmas week of gluttony and indulgence, overhaul the house week to overhaul and schedule the things that I need to feel well again, therapy and movement. And so those are the two things I focused on. And I had a moment as well with my nutrition where I realized I needed to take specific action steps for myself to begin to feel in control again in that part of my life too. And it's been effective and really useful to work with my trainer on my nutrition plan and to learn how to track macros and do these different things that have been really useful for me. Um, and have given me, again, a sense of control in my inner life. And so it took me about two months to feel really in routine with my personal well-being and habits. And after that organization week, personally, I then was able to turn to the business and say, what needs to happen here? And I, when we're in states of transition, we often need people to help guide us through to the next right step. No pun intended. But that is actually why I named the program what it is, because I was like, people need help to get to the next right step in life and work. That's what I want this program to offer. For me, what that looked like was, like I shared, my therapist, working with a personal trainer again. Um, and then the third was hiring a CEO coach who has helped people transition from my style of business, which I was owner, operator, pro project manager, working with contractors, to hiring full -time, a full-time team, managing systems, putting in what's called the EOS system, the Entrepreneurial Operating System, and helping me create systems and processes in my business so that we can scale and I'm no longer a bottleneck. So then began my hunt for who my operator in my business was going to be in this EOS system. It's called an integrator. Um, and then she happened to already be working for me. So Daniela Ochoa on my team, we did a personality assessment. Uh, Teresa had sent me some assessments for us to do, see if it was a good fit from her skill set and strengths and all these different pieces, and it was. And so within a few weeks, Daniela was in the business helping me overhaul and do our digital reorganization from figuring out our new project management system, which we work on Notion now, and reorganizing all of our Google Docs and our Google Drive. So she consolidated 
years of Google Drive messiness that made sense in my brain, but I wasn't able to organize in a way that worked well for our team to know where everything is. Um, And then to look back and rebuild the seats map in our company. A seats map is an overview and a map of who is sitting where in the company and who's doing what and why. And then seeing where do we want the company to eventually go and strategically making sure each department in the company was set up for success for us to get to those longer term goals. So it's been one hell of a three months. Quiet work. I've been jonesing to get behind (laughs) the mic to be sharing more online, to be teaching more again. And during this time, too, I got to interview Rosario Dawson for my friend uh, Linda Goldstein Knowlton's um, PBS event for her documentary film called The Radical Monarchs. And it was an incredible night. Um, And it was long one of the um, in consideration for the Oscars for the documentary feature. And that was very surreal and amazing for me, too, and helped me realize that I wanted to do more live virtual events for all of you for the podcast. So you best believe I've got some live events coming your way in May for you to sign up for so that we can do live podcast recordings and you can join me and my guest of that week, who will be people that y'all are going to want to hang out with because you know how much you can trust my curation of meaningful conversations. Um, So stay tuned for more on that event series. But it was that event in January that helped me realize from a production standpoint, I love live virtual events from just like how I want the show to be formatted moving forward. We have been leveling up. Rhaenyra, who is our creative director, is now the podcast producer. And you'll hear it starting in episode two next week with um, the interviews from the last cohort of The Next Right Step. Um, our work and effort to level up the show and make it more fluid and segmented for the interviews, plus these solo episodes with me where I get to catch up on all things life with you. But it was through slowing down that I realized the next right step to my biggest dreams were within reach, but they just required a smart and deliberate kind of work a slow down, a pullback, a peace, a contentment. I used to think that I had to sacrifice different parts of my life in order to get success in others. And because I believed that and because that's what I expected, that's how my life showed up. My health was sacrificed for work success. My mental well-being was sacrificed for business partnership. Um, The list goes on and on. But I'm finally at a point in my life where all the major areas are in harmony. And that feels really surreal and really rewarding to say. And it feels really humbling to say that because of the global context that we're in. But what this pandemic has allowed me to do is get really clear on what matters most to me, what I'm willing to show up for, my personal mission and my connection to my culture, my identity, my family. Um, And even more clear on my purpose and my bigger why. But I had to get really quiet. I had to make hard choices to slow down, to not distract myself anymore, to put in place 
the things that I needed to really welcome in a new era and chapter for me. To do this the way that I've always dreamed of. To feel great in my body and with my strength, even though my low back still hurts sometimes. <laughs> to feel so connected to my parents and my family in spite of difficulty that we continue to face that's out of our control. To feel so deeply connected to Mitch and so in love and so supported and to feel like the partner I've always wanted to be. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing the work that I was sent to this earth to do to help to show people that there is a different way to live and work, to be connected to ourselves, to feel well, and to feel organized and in a place where I have the systems and structures in place to actually receive all of the dreams that I've wanted to make reality. At 31, I feel like I've created and crafted a life where I'm actually doing all those things. And it's a moment to celebrate and to acknowledge and to love the shit out of. And I'm so glad I get to share that here with you because y'all, three months ago, this was not it. And six and eight months from now, it might not be it because we have seen the volatility of what life is this year. And I've been living this volatile life for those of you who have been here for a long time. Lots of grief, lots of trauma, lots of adversity, lots of success, such a roller coaster. But I feel like I have a semblance of what that through line really is. And that I'm living it fully. And I think that's what feels so good right now about prepping for this program and prepping for the next right step and prepping to teach more students than I've ever taught before because we've done the work to be ready for this. And that is so, so satisfying. And I am so grateful. And I'm so glad I get to celebrate that here with you guys, with all of y'all. <laughs> I'm like having this moment of realization as I'm saying all of this. And I hope that, you know, if you are in a season where things are difficult right now, where you are feeling like you can't make sense of what's next and what's ahead, just know that I believe in you to move through this season. Because if me in January, at the top of January, could get a glimpse at how I'm feeling now, it would have made that walk through the unknown and the uncomfortable that much easier. But that wasn't the point back then. So I just want you to know that I trust in your North Star and I trust in your capacity to show up for yourself through this hard season because you've done it before. And I know you can do it again. I'm saying it to you as much as I'm saying it to myself and my future self who's going to have to do this again because that is the truth about life. It's never meant to be easy. We're meant to appreciate these moments when they hit and things are lined up and things are in flow. But the work that it takes around this to have these moments and periods that can feel so good, that that workload is immense. And so I see you and I validate you in that work. 
and that this truth of life, that it is this roller coaster of ups and downs, and that our job is to figure out what's going to help us stay steady and what is that through line for us. It's really rewarding to get to be a part of helping you navigate and figure out what your through line is. So that's where I've been for three months. That's what I've been doing. That's why we have paused the show because I wanted to level up the space that we're in together. And we were finally able to make time and space to do that. We intentionally took the time and space to do that. So the future, what's next? We're going to do these live virtual events for you for the rest of season two after we release four episodes from the interviews that I did for the Next Right Step program, including interviews with Mina B, licensed therapist and self-described boundaries expert. So next week, or the episode that dropped this week with, with this recap episode and life update episode is the one with Mina. We're going to do one with Lavia Jai Jones on your tuning into your identity and yourself. We're going to do one with Deepika Mutiala and the power of community and her community that she's built at Live Tinted. And then an episode on impact and identity and how we connect more deeply to our identity with Valerie Kaur. And these are conversations based on some of the roots of resilience, which are the things that actually make me more resilient in my everyday life (laughs) and are parts of what I teach are the framework that I teach in the Next Right Step program when we go live with that for registration April 28th. So again, mark your calendars. So that's one piece. Our live virtual events are going to start happening in May. So stay tuned. There'll be six of them for you to be able to sign up for on varied topics with really incredible guests. Um, And then season two, we're going to be releasing episodes until July. And then we're going to take a summer break. And then we're releasing the next straight step and one more uh, cohort of your best year later in June. So this this is a busy, beautiful season of serving, of creating. And it came after taking an intentional pause and pulling back and assessing what needed most attention now and getting ready to come back stronger than ever with all of you. So I hope that you're able to take some time to reflect on what you most need right now, what most needs your attention, what most needs your energy, your time, your heart. And I hope that this gives you permission to slow down, reassess, pause, pivot, and get reorganized in the ways that you might need to. Don't be afraid of losing momentum, because when we slow down, we can create space to go faster later. And just trust your intuition in yourself, because that's what told me that this was the right step for me, that this pause, this pullback, this reorganization was the right step. And I couldn't feel this good had I not listened to my gut three months ago regardless of how hard it was to actually slow down and tune out the noise. So welcome to season two, y'all. I'm so excited for you to dive in. I'm so excited to spend time together at the live events. If it compels you, it would mean so much if you left a review for the show. And shoot me a DM. I love sending voice notes in DM, so shoot me a DM and tell me what's on your heart after listening to this episode, what resonated most with you. If there's topics you want me to dive into this season, tell me in a voice note. Um, 
And if there's guests that you'd like to hear from this season, slide into my DMs and let me know. I love y'all so much. This is my latest life update. And I can't wait to get into more of season two with you. Until next time. Bye. Lessons Learned is produced by Rhaenyra Naidu and me, Gomal Minhas, with support from Daniela Ochoa. Our editor is Madison Foran. If you heard something that really resonated with you, then please leave a review over at Apple Podcasts. You can find all the episodes and other goods over at gomal.com. Until next time, I'm Gomal, and this is Lessons Learned.